I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. Money don't make none. Uh, good morning and welcome. There's a six, nine, five, up, down, two, dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media Day Center.com dash radio, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course. Anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts or watch us streaming the podcast live on YouTube on our tripod tripod. I am Luke. Join this morning, I'm Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Well, I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not fit. Slam through. And Congratulations. Jay. It's Jay. Alanis Morissette and the Toronto Raptors. Hey, man. Every time I hear that song, I think about your comment about the bass line. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just irresponsible is what you said. Reckless. <laughs> Fleece soloing the entire <laughs> song. You're like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> the entire song is him just like, I'm going to see how far I can get away in the studio today. That's tight. Hey, you're 2019. Oh. NBA da, da, da. World Champion Basketball Toronto Raptors. Can you believe that? Isn't that crazy to think about? It feels good. It feels great. It feels real good. It was one of the most enjoyable basketball games I ever remember watching. It really was. It was because a lot of times in an NBA game, someone will make a run and you can like see the momentum shift away from the other team. Neither team was letting that happen last night. No, it was like a... Which was right. so awesome. Like a three-hour tug-of-war where neither team budged until the very end it across was, the line. Right. And it, and even then... Yeah, it was a one-point game, basically. Like, the Warriors weren't stopping. Danny Green turns the ball over, and they had a chance. They Co- had a chance to win it. Cousins was trying... I mean, it was like... It was a battle. Like, really, like a battle. That There was one play in particular there at the end where DeMarcus Cousins had a rebound. And Kawhi and Serge, and they were all like, it was like a rugby, you know, pit or whatever they call. I can't remember yeah. what they call it, but it was one of those moments where I was like, they are, they the would scrum. all scrum. Thank you. They would all freaking do anything at this point to win this game. It was amazing. It was a fantastic game, and like, and you have to credit the Warriors for fighting as hard as they did, being down as many guys that they were. Like they just didn't stop. Um, but it wasn't enough. No. Taylor, I have a, a final t- Twitter question that's just for you. Wow. What did okay. you think about Van Fleet, da- the Van Fleet dagger to win the title for Toronto? Van Vliet. Talk to me about Van Fleet. Van Fleet, right? Vliet. It's Van Vliet. Is it Van Vliet? That's how he spelled it. I was just making sure I did Double V. Van Vliet. Talk to me about Van Fleet. Uh, Frederick Vans Fromge von Weinkelmann. Uh, he looks great in a cap. He looks great in a cap. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I should mute you right now. Series. No, just let him go. Why? 
From G? He was unbelievable uh, in this final series. He hit so many big shots that I I texted you guys. I thought he should have won the Andre Iguodala Iguodala finals (laughs) MVP award. Because Hubie Brown voted for him. I saw that. That made me so happy. I loved seeing that. Uh, I don't don't know. I mean, he should not have, but no. Was he their second most important player? He hit the second most the second most shots, big shots. He hit a ballsy shot in like every game. Every it game. Felt, it felt like. Every single game. He was sick last night. He had 22 points. Uh, he set, and 5 of 11 from three. He was unbelievable. He set the record for the most three-pointers made in an NBA Finals off the bench. That's wow. Awesome. He, do, you, do you know who the two guys that were – anybody got a guess on who the two guys that he that were tied for first before he took it over? Hmm. Iguodala? No. In one final series. Oh. Robert Ori. Okay. And J.R. Smith. Yes. Oh, J.R., yeah. J.R. Van Vliet Vliet was fan-freaking-tastic. Undrafted Wichita State. Outscored Steph Curry in the finals. Game six. And the last game in Oracle. And literally, and they box and won basically with him as the primary defender on Steph. He was awesome. He was so Dude, he was so good. good. That boy is going to get paid when he comes up. He's paid. awesome. What else, man? What else were some final thoughts? It was one of the best finals I remember. It was such a breath of fresh air, not having to watch the Cavs play. Obviously, I think we could probably pivot here in a minute and talk injuries, but. Uh, Bangelope asked, should we get Patrick McCall on our team so we win the finals? <laughs> he did get a three-peat. He's won three games, didn't three? Didn't play at all in the series, didn't I don't play, think. No. Uh, man, Serge was so good. Dude, yeah. how happy were you for him, man? So happy. That's He's, so awesome. He was so polished as a player that, like, those little shots right at the rim where he just seemingly had no touch whatsoever when he was with the Thunder, he made, like, all of those. He was awesome. He, he held his ground against Cousins pretty well, like as well as you could for how gigantic yeah. Cousins he is. He learned how to pass? Yeah. I don't know. He was great. He was he's great. In the, he's in the perfect role on that Raptors team, too. For real. No There's question. not much expected of him. He's the third and, yeah, And he can just come in. He had some games where he didn't score much, and he just blocked the mess out of everyone. And then last night he had how many points? Seventeen or something like 15 that. Fifteen on twelve shots. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah he was uh, he was great. He was good. Kyle Lowry was fantastic in the first half. Didn't Dude. do anything in the second half. No, twenty six points, ten assists, seven boards, three steals, only three turnovers. He was awesome. He was a plus uh, a game high plus sixteen. Lowry was. So Van Vliet, Van Vliet's got one more year after this. So. Nine grand. I mean, he's already making nine million, so yeah, he's got a good contract. It's not like he's that underpaid. I mean, Pascal Siakam hit the biggest shot of the game, driving to the on rim. Draymond Green over Draymond. He, he gambled for the steal, and he kind of a euro step, really. Yeah, euro step around him, finish the finish the shot. Uh, Mark Gasol was horrific last night on offense. He was exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It was a fantastic series. Even Kawhi was exhausted. There was one where he yeah. tried to jump, and it was like, he doesn't have any lift anymore. <laughs> no. You know who was the primary ball handler down the stretch? Van Vliet. Fred. Fred. Yeah. It, it was, was wild. Fred. I know. Well, I it's, remember, so, if, I mean, when watching this game, as you watch the, 
Do you remember when the Thunder played Toronto back to back earlier in was it was it February? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played him back to back, and Lowry was out game one. Yeah. It wasn't back-to-back. I think there was a day between. It was like Wednesday, Friday yeah. or something like that. Home and home, yeah. And Fred was the starter. And he killed it. Killed the Thunder. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He was awesome. And Pascal Siakam was unstoppable in that game, too. It was one of those things yep. where we watched that team. And I remember Brett Dawson saying it. Because the Thunder ended up going to Toronto and beating him. Yep. And, uh, and they needed that game enormously. But I remember Brett talking like, Toronto's – a really good team and they've been a really good team all season and it's not surprising that this is how they play against the thunder yep. you know it's like oh well i guess they are actually a good team because they're the world champions <laughs> yeah they're it's amazing they deserve it I, I hope that we don't hear talk about oh the warriors were the injured Asterix. yeah they deserve it just period like i think dude it, name me one one NBA champion that wasn't helped in some fashion by the Warriors were helped Andrews, every single every year. single year every single yeah. year, and that's just what happens. Welcome to the NBA. Now I will say this: I've never seen a team deal with as many, especially devastating injuries as the Warriors did this season or yeah. this postseason. Demarcus Cousins first round quadricep torn. Yeah, Kevin Durant misses a month on a calf injury, comes back. And the first 10, 12 minutes of his coming back blows his Achilles tendon. Clay Thompson, game six, literally playing the best series humanly possible, it felt like. Yeah. Taylor, are you vacuuming? No. No. Do you hear that? Yeah, it does. It sounds like there's like a vacuum in the background. But um, the best game of, I mean, he's playing Clay game six. That's what he's doing. Blows his left ACL yeah. out, man. It was just, yeah. then you have Kevon Looney who, had this weird collarbone thing that apparently didn't actually matter. And everything. Yeah, I never understood that. Everything in, that they've done over the course of the last five years, it feels like finally caught up to them as far as their bodies. It, just as physically, they are destroyed, the Warriors were. Oh, uh, like, like penance. They're paying penance. Well, some people could say that. Me. Paying the Piper. Whatever <laughs> deal they made five, six years ago. Oh, the piper! The piper always comes calling, and Maybe. you got to pay the man. Well, Woj even tweeted that like making the playoffs in the Western Conference next year is not guaranteed for them. You're missing. I mean, Kevin Durant's probably gone, and he's not even if play he's next gone. Even if he's not, he's gonna, yeah, not Clay's going to miss the majority of the season. Yeah, you know what this means? <clears throat> We're going to get fun Steph Curry all regular season, where they like where. No. Those years that Steph would have 51 points and they'd still lose. No, we're going to get That's 6 of 17 Steph Curry. Maybe. like all. So here's the thing. You just triple team him. The Warriors don't have the flexibility to build a team around just Steph no. this year. They're going to have to pay Clay. They're going to max Clay this offseason. They have to. They're going to max Clay this offseason. They have to maintain some sort of salary flexibility to give Draymond probably more than they need to next year. Yep. They're not going to keep Durant. I, I would almost guarantee the way the whole surgery went down. You guys talked about on the dream team. Like that was, it was weird. The they fact that they he, didn't know about it. he got in a plane, flew to New York and had surgery on his own. And then they learned basically from like Instagram. It felt like, like yeah. that didn't give you the most encouragement. No, uh, they got to reset Jonas Jerebko. They're going to have a very flawed roster and Steph Curry for three fourths of the season next year. Yep. I mean, next year, in the draft, Warriors number one pick. Yeah, could right. <laughs> Congrats. But I what's do, David? I, go ahead. What 
what's David Lee doing? Maybe they could get him back with Steph. <clears throat> He's working out. Remember they brought when, Bogut back. Remember when David Lee made the all-star team over Steph? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You remember yes. when David Lee, as soon as they moved him out of the starting lineup and put Draymond in, they became the best team yep. of an era? Yep. Well, hey. it took him getting injured before they could before they even did it. <laughs> David Lee was good, kind of. Do you remember? He was good. How, have we ever talked about how awkward it is that Mark Jackson Mark Jackson calls Warriors games? Yeah, like it makes, still makes me feel uncomfortable. He's he's an uncomfortable guy. Yeah, just in general. Hey, you guys want to know a place where you can go and be very comfortable? Our NBA draft party next. <laughs> Next Thursday, June 20th at Banquet Cinema Pub. This is an all-ages event, Andrew Sneeze. It starts at 6. All ages need to be there. It is going to be fun. We also have our mock draft competition. Check our Twitter if you want to take part about win that the winner of that just go to to downtodunk.com go to downtodunk.com it's also available through our twitter we'll be hyping it up all week the winner will get a big time prize it's free to enter but you must be present to win and why wouldn't you be present it's going to be a ton of fun check it out banquet cinema club the mule anchor down uh the press everybody Oklahoma Shirt Company. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Taylor's going to give you 10 bucks out of his pocket. Anthem Brewing, a part of the package. It's going to be cool. He didn't say no. It is going to be cool. I'm not denying it. Hey, so just before we move on to the rest of the Twitter questions, when you look at the Raptors, you look at this offseason, do any of you all predict that this is the beginning of some sort of – I mean, obviously it all depends on Kawhi, Correct. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on Kawhi. What does this roster look like? So you have Marcus Gasol is going to opt in more than likely to his player option, unless he negotiates something with Toronto to finish his career there. So he's got $25 million. Kawhi's going to opt out. He's going to get whatever major money he can get if he stays in Toronto. And it's oh, still, yeah. who knows with him? I, I don't know. Like, he literally accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And so now it's what? Where he wants to play? You think he really wants? You think he'll really leave? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't know. There, he is very, he's very weird. unpredictable. He's very weird. weird. Um, but it would be really, 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 really weird to leave this team. It, it would, would be, be really strange. It's your team, like you, you, and I think if he stays, this whole team, like they'll be back in it, obviously next year. Yeah. Although the East is just has the chance this off season to actually maybe take over the West. And for the been, first time in 20 years. And it'll be strange, like, with Kevin, because there was a world where, like, Kevin Durant, Kemba, you know, mm-hmm. joined this Knicks team, and they get good role players. They're like, oh, like, maybe that's the best team in the East. But now, like, that could still happen, but you just have, you know, the New York Hornets up there, you know. Um, and so, like, this Toronto team has a good chance to get back there. Yeah. If I mean, you have Philly, depending on what happens with their free agents, right? Then you have yeah. Boston. Boston doesn't get me excited. Now, if they make a move for Anthony Davis, but if they have Anthony Davis and not Kyrie Irving, like, ooh. Yeah, I have no idea what to think about them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you still have a great chance. I just think I he's so freaking unpredictable. He is. 
I don't know. But I will say this. Masai Ujiri last night, literally as he's on stage celebrating with the Raptors, Woj posts that the Wizards are going to offer him $10 million a year to be their GM. Yeah. Fred has actually been on that <laughs> one for a while. I know. And people have been like, You're, what are you talking about? Well, they're, they're not going to get Masai. And then they're like, yeah, we'll give you $10 million a year. I mean, you have to. No, Masai, Masai probably told him to leak that so that he could get a better contract with the Raptors, use it as leverage. The Wizards are a, they're, they're less than a week away from the draft. And don't have a GM. And they don't have a GM. And they have, like, at least, what, top? They have a lottery pick, I'm assuming. Yeah, they've got, like, the ninth pick. So, in a draft where, like, nobody knows who should be the ninth best guy in this draft, you've got to have a GM. They don't have one. You think Masai's been doing his. Research on the top ten picks in the draft, like he's got a team. Nope. In the, he's got a team in the finals. Yeah, yeah. You're just, just punting. Uh, you're punting this draft, basically. <laughs> Which may be a draft you can actually do that with. And to their credit, they have drafted guys like Jan Vesely in the first round, anyways. So, like, why do your research? <laughs> Dude, uh, my friend texted me. He saw <clears throat> a tweet that said. The highest picked um, guy in the draft on the Raptors is number fifteen. Kawhi, yeah, number fifteen. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts, man. Yep. That's the lo- that's the highest pick. Wow. The highest pick. He also told me that uh, Canada because I was telling him about Luke saying who who's like, your do friend? they go visit Trudeau? Yeah, His man. name's Grant. His hey. name's Grant Huffines. Hey, Grant also, Huffines has just been listening to sports radio because that about the draft picks has been floating around everywhere. Oh, and really? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, then then delete this part. But don't <laughs> delete this part. He told me Canada is a commonwealth of the UK. So actually, they might be going to visit the Queen. Uh, that would be awesome. I was because they, they normally when they win, they go see Trump. Well, now the Blue Jays, they're the, not going to. Well, yeah, he'll, the Blue Jays were invited to the White House back in the day. There's no way they're invited by Trump to, to the White House. Oh, they're, sure. They're going to go see Trudeau, or they should go see the Queen. They'll be invited. They, they should go across the sea. Whether they'll go they or not, go I don't know. across the pond. They'll be invited. Yeah, they'll be invited. Did you, I did don't you think know they that will. Canada was a commonwealth of the UK? Yes. You did? Yes. I did not know that. Well, you learn something <laughs> stupid every day. There you go, man. So do we want to talk – do we feel like the KD stuff will be talked about more than – I mean, is it worth moving on from us? Old news. Let's talk about him in a year when he like, matters. What's he, what's he going to do? Give me your best prediction. I think he signs with the Knicks. You think Knicks or yeah. Nets? I think he signs with the Knicks. I think so too. Taylor, what do you think? I think he's going to unfortunately get uh, gain okay. an addiction to pain pills. <laughs> uh, there's the Taylor. kid the kid coming through come kid, on kid muted. come on kid uh you're muted we can't hear you yeah i think he i think he's gonna leave i i think that i think the destination is the question for where do you me. think he's where do you think i Jay? think you're right i think nicks or nets yeah like both of those i think that the nets were the ones that were posturing like they were getting ready for him yeah uh nicks have been too but you know, like I think the Nets coming out of the blue and making the move to free up the space. Yeah. Kyrie's does the know. injury change their approach? No, I don't think it should. I mean, the Nets can take a year. I mean, Kyrie's young. 
I don't know. You've got to go all in. There, even with Kyrie, I th- well, who knows what Kyrie brings to a team as the leader? It's still kind of debatable. But they've <laughs> we, got it. They've seen got it. A, I know they've got a good team. You know, I think yeah. D'Angelo Russell's gone. Obviously, if they are planning to do that, but right. Um, yeah, I think the Nets is the cooler option. I like him going to the Knicks just because of the legendary, the legendness of the team. You know, yeah. but I hate James Dolan so much, and he doesn't deserve to have a good team. Um, yeah, not like I can evaluate teams based on owners, but there are a few that you can. So I don't know. That's that would be the Luke Helms, You're big Procroft guy. Luke, yeah, Luke Austin Helms asked that question, <laughs> and I just thought it was something if we needed to deal with it anymore. I know Katie, the Katie injury has been talked ad nauseum, pretty much everywhere. It's a, I mean, it's, the, the truth is, it's one of the biggest things to happen in NBA history. Yeah, at Warner West said, is Katie's injury the most devastating as far as quality of the league is concerned? And I think without a doubt, because I think that he was going to be the best player in the NBA next year. Yep. Like, can you imagine LeBron? Let's say LeBron before the season before he goes to Cleveland comes back, tears his in the finals game yeah. five. He's gone. Oh my god! Before he goes to Cleveland, back, no, that is a, that is Cleveland. a different story. That's what I mean. Like he he's in he's with Miami. You know, blows his Achilles out like. That that would be it's it's as to me it's that big of a deal. Yeah, if KD was coming back to OKC, I think it would be di- because there was such a like it was such a big deal that he was going back to Cleveland. Well, yeah, like KD, but he's will, going to New York. I mean, what does it matter? I will say this: there is a difference. Cleveland being LeBron's home is yeah. a different different than Oklahoma City. Like, not I know we're on two different planes of this conversation because I'm not trying to debate the the kind of nuance of that. But I think that the, the Cleveland connection to LeBron, I've always been careful not to use the same connection of KD. It's to, not the same. Yeah. KD to Oklahoma city. But anyway, I don't know. It's, it's enormous. Like it is literally, and with clay, like I know the assumption was from probably majority of people that clay was going to resign with the warriors, but it really is two of maybe the biggest prizes of free agency this summer. Both of them have gone down. With the Warriors screw much around, and they're just like, "Hey, you just had this devastating injury. We'd like to give you less than the max." Okay, the like, Lakers will give me a max. The Lakers, tomorrow. the Clippers, the Knicks, the Nets. Bob, surely, Bob Myers is leap years ahead of us, guys. Oh, uh, dude! All he's going to do in that meeting is get a few sniffles in there. Say, this is how he's going to start the meeting with Clay. Uh, it's 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 going to be less than a max. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clay's like, Bob, oh my God, I believe every single thing you say now because you're fit, you're crying. Yeah. Holy crap. You know what, Bob, whatever you need, it's all for you, hey, buddy. Taylor, question. Do you think that Bob yeah. is just a dry crier? No, absolutely not. That right. was so put on. Okay, there was so much time this is between. Why I ask you this. Keep going. There's so much time. The floor is yours, Taylor. Before the press conference. Like, if, if you cried, you already cried, and you handled it. You had the sniffles and, like, a, a cracky voice or a weak voice the entire press conference. And then you start lamenting about how, like, he's a good guy. All he does, all he wants to do is play basketball. I thought that was so ridiculous. I don't know why people aren't talking about that. It left me feeling uh, like, so weird. Dude, I, people are afraid to say that they think he was lying. Why? Why is it weird to say that I think that a man was fake crying for like a PR reasons? If you're judging by understand. his, if you're judging by his face, it seemed very fake. 
That's dude. You don't just like have sniff and the sniffs. There was no snot in those sniffs. There was no <laughs> bubbles. It, there was no snot in those sniffs. Those are allergy sniffs. That was so fake, dude. Jay, I know that I'm very cynical and that you didn't like how cynical I was being, but <laughs> I just don't I, trust. No, no, it's not I just don't trust that. like front office people, especially being emotional like that in public. There's like, dude. The, it's part of anyway. that because we're so used to our robot general manager. I don't no. Know. I don't know. So I think there's – so here's the uh, – and, and dude, I don't – I'm not Bob Myers' defender here. I don't really give a crap. But uh, I think the only thing I would say is that the combination of all of the crap that was on his shoulders and his mind or heart at that point, that's the only reason I could say there could be a push of emotional. Like, also, like going in front of people and being like, I, I may have – like literally as the head of this organization – They've screwed this up. I may have literally <clears throat> cost the one of the best players of our era a season. And it and cuz not just like oh I feel personal responsibility, but I also feel the weight of everybody questioning what we've done as an organization. Here's what I think you felt the weight of is Kevin's free agency. Yeah. I think sure. So. Yeah. I think the Thank weight you. of all of those things could have gone into it. So it could have been a I mean I and I said this in a text message thread. It's like I'm also I'm one of those guys that probably errs on the side of seeing hopefully the like that not everybody's evil or deceptive you know kind of thing and so from all accounts like anything you've heard from any media members is he's a he's a good dude like it seems i don't know it's hard for me to think that would be inauthentic uh there's no way good dudes do things that aren't authentic. you're right and the hard part for me is i'm like this is where it goes back to like the jilted lovers like hey bob you will never Love Kevin Durant the way that this freaking city did. <laughs> right. Jackass. Like, right. if that would have happened, if that would have happened in game five of the Thunder playing in the finals, right. you would have had a city in mourning. It would have been devastating. For real. And the, they're up there just like, all right. Well. Okay, let's move our building to San Francisco. Right. Freaking jerk. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that they lost in Oracle. The last night. They We're not lost. even going to talk about the fact that they're abandoning Oakland. They like, lost. We want to talk about that? Anybody want to talk about that? They like, lost all three games. Just exactly what Oracle. the 49ers did. They like, well, except for San Francisco, and they're like, oh, we're going to move where everything's way more expensive and only rich people can come to our games. So what happened. They want to make money. Why would yeah, they want to do they that? Yeah, man, but they just care about the well-being of Kevin Durant. Hey, I, give me your best impersonation, Taylor. It's, <laughs> it's an Achilles. Uh... I don't know um, the extent that part, dude. The first damn five seconds, <laughs> he's, he's of the whole thing. Taylor's watched like, it what so thirty-five times. That was good, dude. It makes me. It it truly makes me angry that he didn't approach that with more of a professionalism. Given like, I I just what's expected of those guys. And let me say this. If you are Bob Myers and you did feel like, oh, crap, I'm the main – I was the primary push, the primary pressure to get this guy back on the floor and you felt bad about it, you wouldn't go out and cry about it. like that, Or that is how you would approach it to make sure that optics were on your side or to gain some kind of media benefit. I agree. I think, you know what I'm saying? I think that he's putting on a face for Kevin. In the media. Dude, everyone yeah. was like, wow, what an emotional Bob Myers – what a good guy. Uh, Stan Van Gundy yesterday brought up a really good point 
where they asked him about Bob Myers and he said the only thing he disagreed with was when Bob said, you know, if you need to blame me, you can, if you need to blame someone, you can blame me, but really you can't blame anyone. And he was saying like, um, how he wishes it was consistent because how often do they just blame a coach when something bad happens? Like a GM will fire a coach like that for some dumb reason. And so, and I thought, you know what, that's a really good point. The one time he says no one's to blame is probably when he's to blame. Kerr played him 12 of the first 14 minutes. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. But that's also because the organization said full clearance. Yeah, no holds. No minutes restriction. But still, you should, and they also said if this was a regular season game, he wouldn't have played. Uh, They said that. Dude, there is, there, so, people are, I get it. Like, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. Because now the current of conversation on the media level is like, why are we a society where there always has to be somebody to blame? Like, why is there always, I'm like, because there are moments where people have actual responsibility for made, what took place. And they made a mistake. They made a mistake. Absolutely, they yeah, made a mistake. They it should. doesn't have to be like they wanted him to get hurt. They could. They just made a mistake. And there's also, I think there's there's part of it where the pressure of, of the, the narrative that's going on, all of those things play into it. And what the Warriors should have done is when they got the initial evaluation where there's numerous people that have talked about that specific type of calf strain. Yeah. Rule them out. Kevin Durant will not play for the rest of the season. Yeah. Rule them out. Guess what? And then if he can move come, on. And then, then it's, it's a sweet surprise if he does. You don't have to deal with right. the crap that everybody's like, you look at, which I, they made many makes mistakes. me nuts, man. It's like, oh, so Kevon Looney is playing with a jacked up shoulder and that's the same thing as Kevin Durant playing with a calf that is shredded yeah like all of these injuries that everybody else is playing through it's not the same man. the, the same. danger of the achilles is like one of the biggest injuries in basketball and it's, it's one of those things like you, it's not comparatively like the same you can't do that it made me the whole thing was so dumb and i think you're right taylor you mentioned this like historically majority of mainstream media god i can't believe i just said that i feel sick to my stomach but ma- the majority of basketball media um, especially in the ESPN, they they literally view everything from the Warriors organization with like rose colored glasses. You know why? Because they're getting fed info from the Warriors PR. Yeah, and they're really no. Nah, Bob wouldn't do that, dude. Bob would not be behind <laughs> we just, that. Like, we just like spun into info wars. Like we're like the NBA info right. wars here. Goblin blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, but yeah, yeah. It's just they're such really a strange. They're turning our frogs gay. <laughs> yeah i don't know the raptors are nba champions i know and I it know. feels so good man here's the thing this is the thing the wild thing about this week that has made me the most mad all of a sudden we can't like feel good that other teams are going through hardships like right now we can't feel like that and like that's what twitter's all about like hey guys like you gotta feel for their team and all this. It's like guess what? Sports is about part of it at least for me. <laughs> okay. Is about watching great like fans just crumble and hate their lives when their team when their team plays bad and feeling good about yourself and your team when that happens. A little bit. That's why I oh, like gosh. watching. That's, that's why I dark. like. It's like. It's why I like watching, and listening to like sports animal after OU losses. People yeah. do that, and that's you can't like. 
and it's yeah. just been such a it them, just be just because it's the Warriors this this week yeah. having hardships, we can't be like, you know, ah oh, yeah, like next year's gonna be fun when they're not monopolizing, you know, the Western Conference. Well, I mean, I think there's there's a difference in like wanting the Warriors to lose games and like these guys like having devastating injuries that will impact the rest of their lives. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it but, happens every day in every sport all around, and like, that's just part it of it. Not. It's in the, every sport. These are the best. No, no, this does not happen. This does not happen in every sport where like two of the top ten players in the NBA have injuries where they're going to miss most of the year. That does not happen every day. Okay, like never it in happens. the NBA ever it once happens. Has it this ever happened? Not really. This is not. Hold really on, happened. hold on, hold on. I don't know. I cannot pinpoint a single moment when this has happened in the NBA. It'd be like no, no, no. People didn't know that it was his Achilles, though. They thought he just re-injured the same calf. During the we game? We didn't know it was the Achilles. Yeah. Dude, almost immediately people. I don't know what you're people. talking about. What? During the game, when the Raptors cheered. That's not what we're talking no, about. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about at all. What are you talking about? Not that. But You're the, just no, talking I, about being happy dude, when someone's injured? Dude, so I'm on the side of you, Taylor, where I feel like the Raptors fans, like, they got destroyed in the media. And people finally kind of backed away a little bit. But it's like... They didn't know. What were they supposed to do in that moment? Like, oh, Lord. Oh, sweet baby. Oh, no. That I don't know. Everybody start crying immediately. That's fine. Like they, That's what they should have done. I mean, name one fan base that wouldn't have reacted the same way they did. Exactly. I, don't, I don't think there is one. Golden States wouldn't have. Not those. Not those guys. They're light years ahead. They can they yeah. can foresee what they, the injuries are. They have real time X rays for all injuries on the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. They just have owners that push the opposing players. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Think about a, something that just disappeared. That guy. That was in this in this series. Felt like it was a month ago. Hey, but I you know, know what's awesome? Mm-mm. I said this last week. I'm gonna say it again. The draft less than a week away. I know. It never stops. The NBA never, never stops. stops. It is immediately gone to the next thing. Hey, guys, let's go to our next thing. Called Twitter questions. Twitter questions. <laughs> I do feel bad for Clay. Yeah. He's the only person I like on that team anymore. Guys, I agree. Our first Twitter question comes from at BlogOKC, who wants to know which player in the draft, not name Zion, has the highest talent ceiling. Probably John Morant. You think? <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah. As the two on the big board. So let me. So here's he two. He has a chance to be a starting point guard in the NBA near All Star. I've been listening guy. to my man, Sam Vecini. Yeah. And so now I feel like I am pretty much a draft expert. I mean, you pretty much are. So guys that I think have incredible. Because what's the question again? Is it upside? Is it yeah. ceiling? Is that what we're looking Highest at here? Talent ceiling. Talent ceiling. Yeah. Talent ceiling. So two guys that are way out of the John Morant range that everybody talks about. But the one that I listened to them talk about him yesterday, I was like, I kind of like the potential of this guy, Kevin Porter. Tell me about why I know, I know the way they talked about Kevin Porter. It was like, Oh, this guy, if he can get in the right situation, he's a head case. He scares the crap out of me. He's like Deion waiters. That's what we said. Like every comp that I've heard is like Deion, he's JR. He's all, he's those guys. Man, I think that and this draft does so little for me outside of Zion. It will do. It will do as little for the teams <laughs> beyond Zion too. I know. <laughs> I like. I actually kind of like RJ Barrett. I love his attitude. Um, he's so left dominated. I think that's going to be a problem, obviously, in the NBA. But it's something you hopefully can 
to it, move away from. Like if you're Cleveland or somebody like that that has really nobody on your roster, RJ will be awesome. If you're going to try to win like playoff games next year, like no. he's not a guy that's going to help you all that. But much. I'll tell you what, from every indication I'm getting is he's the kind of guy that's going to go to every indication I'm getting from the things I listen to, <laughs> from guys that are actually getting indications from the actual team. <laughs> is RJ is not a guy that's that's scared of the moment, right? Like he's going to go to New York and like he's not going to be afraid of yeah. the spotlight of New York. Yeah, I just need I want to see him play. Yeah. Like I just want to see him play in the NBA. I he reminds me of just like like Harrison Barnes got the same kind of buzz oh, coming, get out of, here. coming out of college. No, so like I don't he's, believe it. He's fearless. He's like Kobe Bryant. You know, like, all right. Like, I just want to see it. Yeah, Harrison, I forgot that people thought he was the next Kobe. Dude. He was definitely not. I don't know. I Maybe it's to come. Maybe Harrison like Barnes if, will become. Like if, I just, like, if R.J. Barrett was in last year's draft, is he going three? You know? I don't even remember who's like last year's draft. Hold on. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You know I'll I, say this, though. Coming out of high school, R.J. Barrett was the higher-rated recruit than Zion. Right. So, I mean, obviously, it's not like it's just like a coming out of nowhere. The other guy that people talk about just like as far as physical, but this is – he's. I mean, he will not be this, but Cam Reddish is another guy that people are like has all of the tools to be something but probably won't be kind of guy. Yeah, he shot 33% yeah. at Duke and was like a complete disappointment. Yeah, isn't he like a physical monstrosity though? He's 6'8". Yeah, he's he's a big wing that can that supposedly can shoot it. I, I don't know. He scares you me. You know what? Go for it. That's the guy. The guy who everyone's like, oh, he's got the talent, but I don't think he's going to work out in the NBA. That's, that's the guy that's going to work out. I just feel like for the, sake, the of, only guy. sake of Andrew as well, I would go ahead and say that the probably other highest upside is Grant Williams from Tennessee. And uh, that's it. Uh, so last year's draft, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, top five. Is Are you taking RJ over any of those guys? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in a normal, like good draft, because this draft is bad because there's basically one good guy in the top 10 where you're like, that guy can change my franchise. Like, there's not last year you legitimately thought all five of those guys last, could be franchise right, changers. You're right. Year, you thought, man, like Trey Young could be our franchise point guard. Luca, Marvin yeah. Bagley, yeah. DeAndre, and, they, and they're proving that they actually could be that. Now I think I've said this to Michele this week, is I think that this draft this is me like throwing out things like, Hey, I'm trying to learn. Do you am I right? <laughs> I think this draft has a lot of guys that will be <laughs> Like can be longtime NBA players. It's a great role player draft. Yeah, exactly. Nobody that's going to transform your team no. except for Zion. No, in my opinion. I mean, who knows if Darius Garland is going to be better than the twenty seventh pick in the draft? Yeah, like you just don't know. Well, and so just one way to think about it: John Morant goes to Memphis, which is what it still kind of feels like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson was drafted what fifth last year? Fourth? I think it was fourth. Yeah. And Jaron Jackson is, I mean, it's he's the number two player will already be kind of the second tier guy, yeah, on their team, you know. Well, third because Jonas Valanciunas, All right? Uh, who apparently they're going to resign for a longer deal. I'm sure if I'm them, I'm like, sure, we'll resign yeah, you to a longer term. Yeah, yeah deal. opt out. We'll go sign ahead you for and five years. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that Charlotte has a great offer for you on the table? Yeah. We hate to see you go. You can go ahead and take that. Uh, You hate to see it. (laughs) I mean, for real, though. Like, I would not want. No, unless it's like, 
We'll sign you for five years for eight million. <laughs> yeah. Here's the long term offer, Jonas. Oh. Dude, the guy's a grinder, man. He he's just a, gets hey, in there he, and he plays hard. He was he was pretty decent for them. He's good. Like he's a good player. There's no question. But yes. a center like him, it's like the same questions we're about to ask about Steven Adams. Like although I think How Steve, Steven dare is you. Than, oh my goodness. Get out of here. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. We just had a direct comp from Jay. Jay, shut. Shut it. Shut it, Jay. You're muted. Shut it. Jay just said that Jonas Valanciunas and Steven Adams are the same person. I heard it. I heard him say that. That makes me so mad, Jay. Of all people, I did not expect that from you, and I'm disappointed. I'm going to say this is literally the most unfair way to have an argument in your life. I mean, it's like, no, it's the first of not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that white centers that don't shoot threes are just becoming more and more difficult to play. Did you just say white? Yeah, fine. I'm not offended by saying that white centers that can't shoot. Wow. Wow. A white cisgender. Wow. Muted again. (laughs) No. Oh, I just. That was really that was really dis, that was really disheartening, especially from Jay. I just never thought I would hear that from you, Jay. I so I was literally in in the moment. I was go, I was on the verge of saying, although Stephen Adams is way better than Jonas Valanciunas, like obviously it was really too late. But I know because I was much. muted immediately. You had said too much. So no, everybody hear me before I get called an idiot on Reddit. <laughs> Steven Adams is a great basketball player, <laughs> and he also is singularly responsible for the Thunder losing against Portland. What else can I say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Matthew C7673, who wants to know, in your opinion, what would be the most realistic vet wing the Thunder could get for the 21st pick? I put this question in there because one of the things that Andrew keeps going back to, and I think it's worth us looking at, um, is it's not necessarily that the 21st pick is going to reap the the reward that you're looking for. Right. Like there may be just something where the 21st pick and Dennis Schroeder just gets you a, a decent backup point guard and $10 million in cap relief. But right. what that does is that frees you up the money to be able to make a decision with the MLE that could expand your roster and salary because what they're trying to do from what Woj said on that draft special, what we're hearing from guys within the, like Brett Royce, all these guys that are connected mm-hmm. is they're not just trying to salary dump. They're trying they're to, they're trying to shed salary. They're trying for to the find shedding salary. It's it's, they're trying to make these different moves so they can free up the space to be able to make uh, an addition. That's going to make a legitimate difference. And so we don't know. I don't think you're, you may see something crazy on Thursday night where we do, we are able to flip to 21 intruder for a piece that you really feel like is going to make a difference. Um, but I think what's more legitimately going to happen is this is going to set it up to where when free agency hits that the thunder are going to be able to, to be able to offer a larger, I don't know, a larger, um, role, but also probably, you know, more of their, their salary cap. So I think that's, I think that's something we got to keep kind of in our mind is like it may be de- devastating to hear like what, we traded that for what right what are we what wait what yeah what if you did Andre Robertson in the twenty first pick for each one more I don't know I don't know Andre Robertson and the twenty first pick for each one more 
Is Etwan Moore that good now? That feels like just a little too much, doesn't it? I mean, I know he's got good stats, but I don't know. Man, he's if a forty-three percent, almost forty percent three-point shooter. He can really, really shoot it, and he can. He def- really can, and he can defend. He'll. I mean, he's an eight-man rotation guy for you, no question. Yeah. I mean, I, I. It's hard, man. I think that Dre changes the ceiling of this team defensively in a way that. Yeah, I just <laughs> shooting, 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 shooting. Not, and it's not even just shooting. It's like, who is Dre now? I know we don't know. What is he? What does he do for your team? I don't know. He's had a year and a half of healing from an injury. I hope that maybe he's close. I don't know. Like I, I, don't I, 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 I don't, I don't think you can make any assumption when it comes to to Dre and what he is next season. I also don't think. I, I also think it's important for us to remember that. Like GMs, especially this Thunder team, seeing that they have a two-year window, yeah. watching the Raptors, not that, not that they're sitting there going, oh, now we're going to try to do something that the Raptors did. But it's like you go in, like you have to kind of throw loyalty a little bit out the window to go all in to try to win a championship because nobody's, nobody's ripping Masai Ujiri right now for trading DeMar DeRozan. Nobody. They won the championship. They, it, it paid off. Even if Kawhi leaves this summer, it was absolutely worth it. Yeah. Um, no doubt, and so you can't you cannot uh, hamstring a team. But man, I don't know. I, I this is why I couldn't be a GM. Man, I'm too like I like I can't trade Dre. I love Dre. I yeah. like him. No, I can't trade Stephen Adams. I like Stephen Adams. He's my guy. That's my guy. I mean, you can do you can do that. <laughs> I know they will if they have a chance to trade those guys and improve this roster. If you get bet whatever they do, if they can get better, they'll do it. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's kind of probably a dumb statement. But what do you think about Chris Dunn? About Chris Dunn? Yeah, I'm asking you a question. For what? I don't, Dre or like is that a Schroeder salary dump? Not Schroeder. No, no, no. He just doesn't shoot. He does not shoot. He's also really just struggled his whole career so far. Yeah, he's been. I mean, that's. Partly, probably more on situational. He went from Minnesota to Chicago, and it's just a question, guys. Hurt. You can say I probably you say can no say whatever that. you think. I say no too. I've just I've been asked. Yeah, McKelly and I've been talking about him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, mm, no thanks. No thanks. I, the Etwan Moore deal, I would do it. Maybe. And Etwan is unnecessary on that Pelicans. What do you? Team. I don't. I don't know what your trepidation is, uh, Taylor. Like, what is the 21st pick going to do for the Thunder I, next season? I don't even think it's that. I think it's just the fact of like. So really, for me, I'm thinking Dre and Etwan Moore. Like, what's the swap of that do? That's the question. Is that right, Taylor? Yeah, and also just, I mean, I get that Andre Robertson's hurt and that he wouldn't equal Etwan Moore, but I just like, can we not do something else? Yeah, like Etwan it just Moore doesn't isn't like, like isn't, push it's the not. He saves. It'll me. save you money. It's not a flashy pickup, though. Is probably the problem for me. Like, I'm thinking, like, what do you want? I don't know. It's funny is you, if you have said if you have said J.R. Smith like I'd have probably been like oh but Etwan Moore is a way better player probably yeah at this like point. not even, it's not but even you know close. what I'm saying like it's it's not even Etwan Moore is just one of those guys you have to look up and that's not the sexy pick what about like, the same deal the for Nemanja Bjelica oh, I like Bjelica oh my god well, what happened to Wes Matthews man just, the only, you, no here's the thing Taylor is that you can make that deal and then and save then, enough money to go get Wes Matthews in the off season oh okay okay I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's part of the deal is that you're so you literally trade 
two you basically trade a pick that wasn't going to play anyway yeah and a guy that you weren't sure is going to be anything and then get two guys that can bring an asset to your team that you've needed desperately for 12 years yeah you trade andre robertson in the shooting. 21st pick to the sacramento kings and bring back nemanja bielitsa would you do that and it, and then you save enough money to go get a west matthews yes without question yeah i do it he's a stretch four he's a four he's a backup four he's he's, he's what you wanted patrick patterson to be he's your euro patrick i have no i i'm trying to google him i can't even get close to spelling his last name let's see if anyone B- can spell it here b-j-e-l-i-c-a yep that's it say it again what how did you get it right because i'm on the computer <laughs> and i cheated Okay, great. All right, man. Well, I, here's how I remember it is the way that Luke pronounced it, Bajelica. Bajelica. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. But here's what's crazy about that. Like, that's actually a trade that kind of makes sense for the Kings. They don't have a draft pick. And Dre would be, I think he'd play there if he's. I mean, if he, I mean, Dre will play anywhere as long as he's. But they could surround him with enough shooting with. Hurt. Fox, Barn. I mean, he could play some four for them. And yeah. play back. I mean, I don't know. Be kind of, I'd hate playing. Holy them, hell. Even. Did you know Bielita's already 30 years old? Yeah, he's old. He he's fits our timeline. Did you preface that with holy hell? He fits our timeline. <laughs> did I? Yeah. I don't remember. I think you did. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's last two seasons, he shot over 40% <laughs> from three. Can really, really shoot it. Yep. I, I mean, mean, that's I mean that's the kind of deal. Like, the Etuan Moore, the Bielita. Like, that's the kind of... You're not getting much more with the 21st pick than that. And people will be so upset, but it's going to be something that But, like, really those does. are guys that will play. You're they right. will play, and they will make shots. You're right. I'd, I'd actually prefer that than going ahead and drafting someone with that 21st pick. There's a lot of guys I like at you're 21, exactly right. but you just don't know what you're going to get. You have no. no idea. The hard part, like I said, it, is that the guy that they would attach to the 21st, like, Thunder fans are historically, we always have, like... And there's a question here yeah. in a minute about people that are just upset about even sort of the idea that they would trade Steven Adams, right? Like, I just got muted for mentioning yeah. Jonas Valanciunas in the same breath. How Gone dare you? again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think they would like... I mean, if you can... I mean, Andre... I mean, Andre was nothing for the team last year. And then you... I mean, it's basically adding, you know, Bielitsa, Etuan Moore to last year's team into the rotation like those guys would have for sure played last year you know and and like maybe you could even talk the kings into taking patterson too you know man yeah he would save a ton of money say so we'll, go back to sack yeah send him back they'd probably need to wave him they might they might. They don't need him. They might need a movie buff on the team. Oh, true. You guys, you guys know anybody that knows anything about movies? Well, we got one. Okay. Okay, trade one of our role players for him. Trade someone who's who's playing 20 minutes a game for him. You bring back Yogi Ferrell. Dude, Yogi Ferrell. Yogi... Andre Patterson, 21st pick for Bielitsa, Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> the Thunder save roughly $6 bucks. 
and then extrapolate that over the. I mean, that is enough savings to get you sure what you want. Yeah. And you now, bring, is that six million of hard salary? Yeah. So you're not even talking about. Not that it matters to us necessarily, but that's multiplied whatever because of the. Uh, what the tax. Yeah, thank you. Tax. Good lord. Yeah. Hey guys, our next Twitter Luke, question. You here with us, man? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey guys, our next Twitter question comes from at Outlaw One O Seven, who says Cheetos, puffy, crunchy, or hot? Uh, I'm a hot guy. I'm a hot guy too. You guys are hot guys. I'm a hot man. I'm a crunchy guy. Do I need to invest in hot Cheetos? I mean, they're just crunchy hot. They're just better. Just normal crunchy Cheetos? Crunchy Cheetos. Give me a crunchy Cheeto. I'm great. When was the last time you had a crunchy Cheeto? Uh, I like a Cheeto every now and again, like maybe once a year. I'll have a Cheeto. You know? What do you eat it with? Uh, just Cheeto. Nothing else. With a hot dog? With a hot dog? Uh, no, just if it's at a, if it's, I'll just eat Cheetos. Okay. You know, I'll have a little I bag. used to put the, the uh, hot Cheetos on my hot dog when I was in high school. Those are good. Not a bad idea, to be honest. Not bad. It's hot good, Cheetos. man. Hot. I'm not into the hot, hot. You don't like hot things. Hot things of chips. No, I know. I'm. I don't think so. Too hot. Too yeah. hot. I get. They're sweaty. not really. I get sweaty. That mean. That means that you need grow to, up. Yeah. Yeah. Grow you up. grow up. Yeah. You grow I'm up. Sorry, guys. Hey, guys. Another Twitter Don't question. move on yet. What are we doing? Moving on from Cheetos? Let's talk about Puffy. We got to talk about Puffy Cheetos. What is there to say about Puffy Cheetos? You know what I like? The Cheetos that used to be shaped like uh, Chester Cheetos Paw. I like those Cheetos. Yeah. yeah. Those are good, but they don't exist anymore. They don't? I don't think so. I haven't seen them in a while. Never shopped for them. I don't know. No, I don't eat Cheetos. But I'm if not, I do, I'm eating hot ones. Yeah, I'm not a Cheeto guy. If, if you had like the, the mixture of of small bags and the big box, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like, what's, like, where's your power rankings? Of, you know, it's always Cheetos left. Are? Now, here's, so here's the question Original Lays. Original Lays and Fritos. Yeah. And Fritos. Would you always. eat Cheetos above those three or those two? I like Fritos in my chili pie, and I like Fritos after I've had uh, one, two, five beers. Okay. Still, 125 beers? One, still. No, I, I, <laughs> yes. I thought you were doing like how you do the episode number. Yes. <laughs> but still under, still under Cheetos. Would you go Cheetos? If I'm just Cheetos, having the Cheetos, Fritos, Lay's. Yes, if I'm just having the chips, yes. I, would, I like original Lay's. I don't, I can't, what? what? Yeah. I do too. Can I tell you a trick? It's, what? Oh, Taylor, what were you going to say? He was about to hop on the Lay's train. I'm on the I'm on the original Lay's train what? though, and listen, I'm not saying I like them more than say the sour cream and onion I mean, Lay's. If can't. those are in there, I mean no. Casey masterpiece, no, no, impossible. Yeah, no. Can't. Hey, so question oh. about Lay's. Have you ever done it? I had a friend that showed me this. Is you take it a bag, you open it, and you pour like a little bit of Cholula or hot sauce in it, and then you shake the bag up, and then you eat the chips. Now they got a little bit of that. Hot sauce on. Oh man, I've no. seen people do that. I would and like it, that. And it it's just, delicious, man. But it looks disgusting. Hey man, did you go eat Sam's the other day? Yeah. How was that, dude? It's good every time. Anybody eating at Costco yet? You know, no. I bet the entire. I like that's the only reason I want a membership. You and three children to eat at Sam's. I mm-hmm. bet it was under ten dollars. It was seven dollars. That is <sighs> wow. unbelievable. Will you double cut that pizza for me? I miss going. Archie would not be happy if you double cut that pizza. He's just like, I want to smash it up and. No, no, no. Holds it, 
Two, yes. two hands. That's how big they are. Yeah. Two hands. Yeah. I miss going with you all the time. I know, man. It's come great. on down. Sam's on. is great. I'll come. It uh, it was great. I mean, hot dog drink. Two bucks, basically. Two dollars. Two fifty or something like that. It's yeah. awesome. Not there's not a deal like that and it's on good. the planet. And it's good. Hey, let me ask some questions. Are you are you, are you about to wrap us up? I feel like you're about I to gotta, wrap us I, up. I have to leave. I just I have some actual stuff I want to get Taylor and Andrew's opinions on. You do. We can we can stay and chat. Yeah, I do because I, I do have to leave. You can go. Okay. I, I love you guys. Love you, Luke. Love you. Have a good love day. You, Sorry Bye, we started Luke. late. That was the Raptors' fault. Hey, come hang out with Luke at Banquet Cinema Pub next yeah. Thursday. He's, He's going to be wearing be his cool hat. I'm going to be wearing my cool new hat. <laughs> you can check him out on the Frypod tripod right now. Looking good. I have a hard time wearing that hat not backwards. Uh, it's the only way I'll wear it. Yeah, only way. Only way. And not, I wear it. not Luke. <laughs> not me, brothers. <laughs> See, Luke. All right, so one of the, the things that's, I don't know where it's, it's just coming probably from fans' minds. But the Thunder, I mean, it looks like the ra- the Wizards are going to be moving Brad Bill in some form. Like, Does that's, it? I, I don't know. Wizards don't know what they're doing because they don't have a GM. Um, there's a couple people that have mentioned a Brad Beal trade. Yeah. Rob Wiley, 1986. How do you guys feel about uh, Brad Beal trade? Adams, and, and the question is not whether or not the Thunder do it. The question is whether or not the Wizards do it right. Yeah. For Adams, Jeremy Grant, Ferguson, 21 and a future first. Yeah, I think if you're the Thunder, you have to do that. Would the Wizards do it, though? No, no. No. So what kind of deal is out there for a Beal? I mean, if they could for sure get the fourth pick from the Lakers, and I, and, God, I mean, and Kyle Kuzma probably, but which apparently Kurt Rambis says Kuzma is off the table, which is just BS, right? Yeah, that's false. Unless they're trying to save something like that for a Beal trade, but you'd have to have the fourth pick. But I'm telling you, man, dude, I said this yesterday is. I, there is nobody at four that I get excited about. Jared Culver or I like Culver, but like, but not, he's, not, he's, he's not, not, he's not a tradi- like the the fourth guy in a re- no, in a like he's not getting Trey Young. Totally, di- exactly, totally or getting Jared Jackson, Jackson or something. Or, yeah. yeah, it's not that. It's not that he's going to be a player. I think he'll play his chance to be a starter. Yeah, good player, but he's not a franchise changing guy. Yeah, this is a bad draft to have the fourth pick. Yeah, third pick is a different question. Like, there's I think the, RJ moves the needle for somebody. You can talk somebody into RJ being Absolutely. a franchise guy. I don't think he is, but there's enough people that believe that to where you could sell it to somebody. Yep, that's why it's like you keep you keep hearing the rumors about the Pelicans trade. It's the same offer they got in February. Yeah. I think it was a uh, Byron Scott, which normally he's so awful on the jump but <laughs> it's normally very awful on the but jump. he said something yesterday he's like if if the pelicans didn't want this deal in february they don't want it now and that's why they're saying go flip the fourth pick for somebody that we actually want yeah so that's the third team when they keep talking about the third team they're saying go find somebody else with the fourth pick and but nobody you, wants the fourth pick nobody wants it Eve kevin o'connor brought up the fourth pick for steven adams yeah the, to show you kind of an idea of the value of it yeah I, no, I don't know. If the Lakers offered the fourth pick, I don't even know how they do this. I'm trying to even think how cap-wise they even make this happen. The fourth pick for Steven Adams, I mean, they don't have anybody else to do, do. They, Yeah. Would Kevin O'Connor say that because he thought Adams would be a good fit next to Zion? 
I think it just did it just because just like, like here's that's a player a, that that's maybe. the level of player that you could probably get for the fourth pick. I mean, yeah. if I'm the Thunder, I'm like no, the fourth pick's not doing anything for me to help me win. Not immediately, game. unless you can flip it. It's the same thing. The Pelicans. right, unless, unless I can take the fourth and go get Brad Beal. Right, right. exactly. If you could trade the fourth pick and Stephen Adams, and then you trade the fourth pick and Dre and Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson, and then they're like, sure, that's then you're then you're in business. That's, that's the only reason that you do it. I think the contract that makes sense to me for the Thunder to try to, to get off of is Schroeder's. I think it'll be a difficult one, obviously. like I don't know if he proved enough over the course of the year for somebody to really think he could be their starting point guard. It's hard to just, to me, like, yeah, I'm fine with that, but like, what kind of value do you get back? Sure. Like, it's like that. So it's partly it's cap relief or it could be, you know, some sort of player or whatever. Like, who needs a point guard? Atlanta doesn't Phoenix. need a point Phoenix is the, only, the but Phoenix, Phoenix is going to go after somebody apparently bigger than I mean obviously sh- bigger than Schroeder. Like I'd be blown away if they aren't at least having conversations with Memphis about Conley. The hard part is if you get into the free agency world, like you, you have elite, and then I mean unless you wanted, unless you're them and you're going to go after a Terry Rozier or you're going to go after Ricky Rubio. Ooh. Because before, I mean, Goran is a player option. He's not obviously going to Phoenix. He's going to jump in. He's going to elect to keep his player option, I'm assuming. He already did. Yeah. yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I'd, be, be awesome. I'd max out. I'd max it. Yeah. I'd, he, yeah. He's restricted. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. I, I'm super down on Russell. I think you're higher than I am on him, Taylor. He's good. Why are you down on Russell? I don't know, man. He, he just. He's been talking to Magic too much. No, I think he's just erratic enough to where I don't get. I wouldn't be excited about him being my franchise point guard, which is I can't believe I just said that being a Thunder player, but or a Thunder fan. But <laughs> like I've just watched him in in moments where it's like ah, I don't I don't love the way. He yeah, plays. yeah, yeah. He's not a top. He's not like a top ten player. And he's in the, the number three free agent point guard. You know, so a, yeah, yeah. But also, he's only he's only twenty two. Yeah, he averaged twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yes, twenty one. Seven assists. Yeah. Uh, shot 37%. Shot 37% from three. He's good. He's a good free throw shooter. Yeah. He hits big shots too. I mean, the the guy is really confident, and he does have really good vision. He's good. Uh, I think he like he was getting thrown around. He had all that L.A. Lakers stuff going on and then was traded to Brooklyn, and he's still so young. So I think uh, – I don't know. He was an all-star last year. I think he's just going to be a – one of those perennial all-stars in the East for a while as a point guard. He's good. I mean, if you're, if you have a chance to get him, like if you're, like if you're Utah, would you, would you try to sign him? Oh my God. That would, that would change a lot for Utah. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And then everyone else was the same. That's a big deal. Yeah. Probably no favors in that circumstance, but that's fine. Yeah. Like that's a good team. If you're Phoenix and you have a chance to sign him, yeah, you do it. Do it. I mean, you just do it. Deloading. <laughs> um. Any other expectations for the Thunder in the next week for you, Taylor? Like heading into draft night. Like, what are what are your thoughts and expectations heading into draft night? My expectations are that like the actual draft night is not going to we're going to know what's going to happen before like the, if the thunder are trading it we're going to know before most likely and so my actual thoughts are going in draft night 
I'm just going to go drink a couple brews, hang out with the bros, and watch a draft. <laughs> There's really not a lot of like anxiety associated with you know being a Thunder fan in this pick this year. It's going to be. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a fun draft. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think there's a lot. Yeah, the draft is going to be fun. Because I I think when you start to see how things are shaking out, like that, the 21st pick, I I think they're going to wait to deal it. Because I think depending on who's available, that pick could hold greater value. You know? You think so? You think they're going to wait till draft night? I think so. I think that it, I, I think that they'll wait. I mean, they have to wait to actually make the trade. They have to wait um, because they're not allowed to, uh, according to the step-in rule, they're not allowed to trade that pick until after the pick is made. Yeah. Um, and so they might wait until, like, until they're on the clock and, like, have, like, all these deals in line and be like, okay, well, now we're going to deal it for, for, you know, whoever. And you may hear, like, Woj pop on there and be like we're now hearing the Oklahoma City Thunder or selecting for the Phoenix Suns or for whoever yeah that's my favorite thing about the draft is uh that Woj is just telling you what's happening five picks before it happens yeah that's why ESPN hired him I I understand that because he was ruining the draft but he's still ruining the draft <laughs> <laughs> they just put him, they just put him on TV to ruin the draft, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm excited to see like because they're not allowed to tweet like this team is selecting this player, but they're like it's going to be hard for the Thunder to pass up Grant Williams at 21, you know? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Bulls are ecstatic about Bull Bull, right? Uh, at just on a quest ask would you rather Russ wear D Wade braids all next season or Steve wear the ninja headband all year a ninja headband I like Russ with short hair he usually changes it up usually he has two main uh, hairstyles in yeah. a season there is a first half and a second half for sure what do you think about the braids I, on Russell I don't think so man like he already looks like a weird turtle don't give him like weird head accessories. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting one. This is, would be good while Jay's not at the table because he's such a hater. At zero, Thunder up zero. She says, I'm beyond tired of the trade Adams narrative. Why are people wanting to trade him so desperately? He's a hard worker, plays through injuries, and is a good compliment to Russ. What's the deal? Well, I mean, we've talked about it. It's not that he's not good. But he's the only player that has enough value to bring back a player that shifts the momentum of the of the Thunder forward. Yeah. If if that center position just isn't as you know necessary with Russ and PG, then Steve is the only guy who has enough value to add a player that makes sense more sense than Steve with those guys, right? Yeah, I think there's very, very few deals that make sense for the Thunder and for another team for that to happen. Like, I don't think the Wizards really want Steven Adams in a Bradley Beal deal. Like, I don't think he makes a ton of sense for them moving forward. Now, if you could do, I think the deal that makes the most sense, and I don't even know if it's going to be available because we don't know what the situation is in Boston, but if Al Horford opts in, then that deal makes a lot of sense for both teams, I think. I think that Stephen Adams fits their timeline better. 
you really, I mean, how many good years of Al Horford are left? Maybe like two, three at the most. Like that's a deal that fits the timeline of OKC. Like that's a deal that would make sense. But other than that, like you're not you're not trading Stephen Adams just to get him off the team. Like nobody nobody wants that. Yeah. And if you do that's want an that, important distinction. Yeah, if you want that, then you're an idiot. Then you're just you're not paying attention. Hey, so so what is what would Adams' contract be for it to be something where people weren't even asking this question? Because the issue right now is he was he was the only thing that the Thunder did in the summer of 2016 that. You know, all these other teams had Alan Crabb for way too much money. Yeah. And you had all these different contracts. Like, the Thunder uh, did he and Oladipo. Timofey Mozgov, right? Right. Which Oladipo has played into his contract. I yeah. think Steven, I think he's, he's underplayed to his contract level, which is unfair because he's been really good for him. Obviously, he dropped off, but so did everybody else in this last season. Yeah. Um, so what would be a number that you'd be like, you'd feel, everybody would feel so much more confident. Like, man, they've got a good contract. Like, Six, you look at Grant. 16 million. 16. So it's, what is that? Eight, nine different. What is he making right now? 25, 24? Yeah, 25. That's a lot. It's a big difference. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a huge difference. It's a big contract. It's, and at the time, he deserved it, but everything has corrected itself since 2016. Yeah, and they're not the only team that's in a place because of that. And he's only got two more years. It's not like he's on it forever. Yeah, and the hard part is, is the majority of these teams that threw way too much money at players like they aren't they're not in the dilemma yeah because they're just like we just gotta get rid of them because they're not good yeah this is not timothy mozgov it's not bismack Biombo. this is not bismack this is not where you're like i got to attach a first round pick no, it's so like we can oh just my gosh get this, this guy mistake is, off of our team this guy is so important to us yeah yeah Jonas miles Plumley. you know this is not yeah but valentunas wasn't actually he got less than steve he got like I'm just kidding. Candor's you know what around. you want to pay you know what you want to pay Steven Adams? What Valanciunas was earning up until he declined, he's going to decline his uh 17.6 for next year yeah, and become seven, unrestricted. 17.6 would be like, "Oh, okay, like for Steven Adams, like that's that's fine." The extra 7-8 million that he's getting is yeah, Nick Nick Batum, 5 years 120 million dollars. Dude. Oh, that's, that's rough. Andre Drummond, five years, $127 million. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. There are a lot of contracts that summer. There's a lot of contracts. <laughs> a lot of contracts that people regret. Four years, $94 million for Chandler Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hassan Yeah, there are way worse contracts out there. That there's way worse. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're not saying that Steven has one of the worst contracts in the league, but it doesn't make his contract good. No, 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 no. But it was one of those things where, like, 2016 got a lot. Oh, 2016 was was crazy. Got Unless a you're a superstar, then you got a bad contract. Right. Exactly. That's exactly – that's the perfect way to say that. So, I don't know, man. I, it's – it's it'd be – I don't think they're going to tra- – you're right. Like, just an important thing to remember. Like, nobody's trading Steve. You're not dumping, dumping Steven Adams. You're not – Yeah. I mean, there's you're not trading like Stephen Adams to the Kings and the 21st pick and getting back Bealit. So that's not what you're doing. No, 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 no. Even, but, but even it those, is those cap savings would be enough to just completely blow up the dunked on podcast. They would be so proud of Sam Presti if, <laughs> right. if they did such a trade. But the thing is, like, the important thing for us to remember in the middle of that is that if we, for as high of a value as we fans have of Adams. The organization knows his worth. And uh, yeah. And, and he's going to start shooting threes at like a 40% clip. 
He, I believe. I think he needs to shoot. I think. I think he. he I think he's going to. I, I think, think he, he's, Presley doesn't say things without intention. I think. He's yeah, but you know who's already shooting threes? Al Horford, at a good rate and at I a would. Good ta- I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about that before. I would take Al. I would. Well, and and much like what the Raptors did with Jonas Valanciunas, who is not as good as Stephen Adams, but to trade a younger player who's good for a veteran player who you know is going to be smart and the type of player you want to see in the finals. Like, look how good Marcus All was for the Raptors in the finals. Mm, he, he had a couple good games. He was helpful. It just Dude, having, no, just no, no, having no. A... This was Game six was the only game he didn't do well. Every other game, he was really, really good and really smart. Just having and a he smart. Was a huge reason. Just He's having, brilliant. Uh, and Horford's got more in the tank than, yeah. than Marcus But, Saul you know, does. knowing where to be defensively, pass, like the good passes, being able to work. The, I mean, you're right. Like, and Steve's smart, too, though. I mean, it's Steve is just smart. a different element. He's, I think he's the smartest guy on the team. Yep. That's why, I mean, it's, I think an Al Horford for him swap would be the only thing that really would get me like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, the, the, to and me, Adams would be fantastic in Boston, although he has to share minutes with the Aaron, greatest center of all time, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. But <clears throat> could you have an Aussie backing him up? No, there'd be so much conflict. No. <laughs> so much conflict. They would but I actually would, be like the new Stash Brothers, those two. Yeah. Like for real. I would like that the uh, unofficial Baines account would now just be following the Thunder a lot more, though. Yep. We'd be a lot more connected to my favorite Twitter account. And I said this before. The minute you see Steven Adams in a different uniform, you're just crying. Yeah. Like that would it would be devastating. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere this, this offseason. I think your biggest trade, Patterson, Robertson, I think Schroeder's probably a pretty distant third. I just, here's the thing. I just wouldn't be surprised. Anybody, else, any, anybody outside of Russell or Paul, I just wouldn't be surprised. Steven... Schroeder, Robertson, Grant, Ferguson. Like, I'm just not going to be – you just can't be surprised. I think Grant is almost as untouchable as Paul and Russ now. I think Grant's their best trade chip. He is. He is. But he's also, like, legitimately an asset that you're looking to get. If you can get an experienced player for Grant. I mean, to me, like, Sam has rarely let guys go into free agency. You're right. To me, they're either going to extend him or they're going to trade him. Yeah. But, heck, I mean, that could happen into the year, too, you know? like Yeah, it could happen. I mean, it doesn't have to happen this summer. Yeah. But to me, that's that's, a, that's the, been the Thunder way. Yeah I, think is, the, yeah, I think the Thunder are looking to improve in every single possible way. Yeah. And if and, they can use Jeremy Grant, the 21st pick, to do that, yeah. they'll do it. And we've been waiting. We've been waiting for multiple months. For this team to start, like we were so disappointed by the way the season ended. It's like oh. it's got to be this week. They've got to rebuild their franchise on draft night. And it's like okay, everybody, calm down. Like, oh, to me, they just need to increase their IQ this summer. Yep, number one goal, which they is got- why you like a guy like Grant Williams. Like even at even if the Thunder trade twenty one, we can get in the second round, early yeah. second round. And he Grant may not Williams. be there in the second round now. Like he's he's gaining, gaining steam. steam. Oh, oh, uh. Hey, we should talk about our sponsor, Oklahoma Shirt Company. Hey, let me tell you a little bit about my people at Oklahoma Shirt Company. So here's the deal. We had a bachelor party this past weekend. Oh. It was a blast. Went to Lake Eufaula. Had a great time. But we were like, we should do something special for the groom-to-be. T-shirts, Yetis with laser engraved (laughs) names on them. All through Oklahoma Shirt Company. Stickers, hats. What else? 
What else do you want? Shorts. Shorts. They'll do it for you. They do embroidery work. They do all sorts of screen printing. And if they can't do it in shop, they're going to find somebody to do it for you. They will take care of every single marketing or celebratory need you could possibly want. OklahomaShirtCompany.com. They also have their shirt of the month here in Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas. And they give you a themed shirt every single month for 10 bucks plus shipping and fees oklahomashirtcompany.com and they're gonna have a little gift pack for us at our draft party on thursday night and so uh you know support the people that support us if you have any sort of custom needs man call them and they'll hook you up and like i said this every time five buck nonprofit or church they give you a five dollar shirt deal for you know single color with all that different stuff and so call them check them out if you have any needs they'll take care of us and you support the people that support down to dunk I got one more question. Tayshawn, are you Murph yeah, to Perfed? Are you Murph to Perfed? Yeah, I joined a uh, Robbie Bennett. He invited me to join his team, like his uh, basketball league team this uh-huh. season. Oh, like a rec league? Yeah, like a rec league. Nice. And so I played last night. Wow. I haven't exercised in like three months. And I was gassed, dude. Yeah. I was so gassed. And then, you know, like when you play with new guys, so you're kind of kind of nervy out there on the court. Oh, yeah. So I was just I was just not very good last night. But Are you I'm, publicly apologizing to him? Kind of. But more so I'm saying I'm G&B to be back on the court, baby. How was man? How, how was playing in the? I always think about when I go to different cities about they're playing, pretty good. Playing His the team rec is leagues. pretty good. Did you play? Uh, at, did you play at the Gathering Place? No, <laughs> That's what it's I at. Uh, they do some cool. Dude, there's there. this huge. There's this huge church here, First United Methodist Church, and it looks like a hospital. Like they have those walkways that are like above the ground, and you can drive underneath them. And they have this entire gym, this brand new gym, and they have full two full basketball courts. It's so weird. It's crazy. That's where you uh, play. I'm, yeah, overall, I'm GMB'd, though. Hey, Very gnb Hey, here's what's crazy. You talk about some GMB'd, man. Is, so I've been dealing, not everybody knows this, but I've been dealing with like a pretty intense back injury for about the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. I haven't played basketball since December 15th of 2017. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, so it's been creating like major nerve damage anyway, or nerve issues, had a decompression surgery in October, finally went and got a, uh, I, I went and I've had like five injections, but the last one I think has worked. That's awesome. For the first time in a year and a half, I'm pain free. Bing, bing. Whoa. Yeah. And my, my lower back hurts, but that's just kind of, that's welcome to life. But my, my leg is the part that doesn't hurt. And so it's a little grateful and blessed. You know what I'm thinking about doing Taylor this week? What? Playing some basketball. Oh, gonna ruin all everything that you're doing. Good. <laughs> I mean, gonna probably. destroy all your progress. Hey, but I am a little bit miffed and peeved as well. So, like I said, I went to a bachelor party at Lake Eufaula last weekend, and I got home, and on Monday evening, I'm like, man, my back itches. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh no! My wife pulls my shirt up. I have like sixty some sort of bug bites all over my torso. <laughs> They're not bed bugs. They are not bed bugs, just to clarify. So we're sitting there, and I, I don't mention it because we got this text thread with all the guys that went on this trip. And uh, so I don't mention it because I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm like 
hey, anybody else have lots of problems? Uh, <laughs> then Tuesday night, I'm sitting in bed and we're about to go to bed and all of a sudden, one text message comes through and is like, hey, is anybody else just getting destroyed by chiggers? I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, I have a ton of bug bites. I don't think it's chiggers, but yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like eight of the 10 guys that were on that trip. Like, we got bit by something. Mosquitoes? No. We got bit by something like in the water or Ooh. like something Ugh. something at the lake. And so Maybe that's why your back feels better. Maybe. It's like... Like a Spider-Man kind yeah, of Yeah, this is... But a, it's like a mite, like a little uh, bitty, like bug. Mite man. Anyway, so I had all these... I went to the two different doctors. i not kidding. I go to my first doctor. I go to the urgent care up here on Memorial. And I'm sitting there and this... It's a nurse practitioner. And I'm like, give her a little bit of the detail and take my shirt off. And yeah. she's just like, huh. I, I don't... I don't have a clue what really that is, and I'm pretty sure it's not bed bugs. But let me go. Four different women, like doctor, two doctors and two nurse practitioners, all come into the room and just some like like staring at my not very attractive, riddled with bug bite body. So. Uh, I disagree with the not very attractive part. Well, it's but go on. I look like I have chicken pox. It's not really true, but anyway, so it was awful, man. It itched so bad, and now I'm like. Just sitting here waiting for them all to go away. They're still there? Oh, yeah. Dang. They don't oh, itch anymore. Show them. Show me. Show me. Show me. All right, hold on a second. Show them on YouTube. It's a YouTube exclusive. You. YouTube exclusive. I'm not going to do that. He's showing them right well, now. Yeah, so miffed and peeved, man. Dude, that's terrible. So miffed and peeved. Join that's us. That's disgusting. Keep that crap to yourself. Thursday wow. night. Wow. Bango Cinema Pub. Come hang out with us. It's going to be awesome. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be cool. Any, other, any closing thoughts, Taylor? Taylor will be there. Yeah, I just can't wait for uh, Bob Myers' exit interview. I can't wait to <laughs> see what he has to say. I agree. I can't wait. I just think he's so full of crap. We man. need to see some more dry cry. Dude, he's not a dry cryer. And also, he was a sports agent before this. I just don't trust his. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, he was. He was big time. <laughs>